Welcome back to the Bargain's Inn. Welcome back is in terms of the, from the last time, because clearly you listen, most likely you listen to all episodes in a row, so you know, you just take a little break in between each one, and now you're back from the last time you listened. Or is it just weekly back, like, we're back from the week prior? Yes. Both. Both. I'm Brandon. I'm Donna. And this is the Bargain's Inn, financial advice podcast, where we watch movies of all different kinds. And we decide whether or not they're actually bargain-worthy. Do they have a frugal mentality? And are they worth viewing if you want to be financially right with the Lord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what we do. And um, we, Don and I just got done doing a very, uh, I would say, frugal pastime of ours. It's a little mm-hmm. bit, it can be a little expensive to start up, but otherwise... It's it's like a movie, but it's not. It's where we play Dungeons and Dragons with our with some, with, with, with our friends. Some friends. Um, that's a very frugal pastime because again, mm-hmm. maybe you got to get the books and stuff. But I mean, you can you can. I'm gonna tell you a secret about the books. The books are real expensive in Dungeons and Dragons. But here's a little secret: you can steal them online for free. Yes, like most books. You can you can find it online and steal it's it. It's pretty easy to find those PDFs of those books. <clears throat> but um, if you can't find the books, you can also find ways of learning how to play. And it's cheap and it's fun and it's free. After it's fun that, and it's free. It's fun and it's free. Um, I play a wizard banker. And he just keeps all the money. <laughs> That's what he does. What do you play, Donna? That sounds like a very boring game of D&D. Well, not for me, because I have all the money. <laughs> Even in my made-up world, I'm very financially stable. I I can't think of a good joke for this. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our movie here in a minute, and we're gonna spoil it. So heads up on that. It's gonna yep. be spoiled. So, uh, and it's kind of a big one for spoiler if you haven't seen it at this point. Uh, so get you the heads up. It's the final Harry Potter movie. Yeah, I don't think any one of you that's been listening has not seen this coming, but we're going to wrap up the Harry Potter series tonight with a final Harry Potter showdown we've just watched, and by just watched, I mean a couple weeks ago, so bear (laughs) with me. (laughs) We've watched part two of Harry Potter, year seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Alrighty, so here we go, and go. All right, so we had just ended with uh, Dobby dying and Voldemort getting the Elder Wand. There's a short recap, so we all remember what we have forgotten since the last movie. Right. Now, Harry buries Dobby by hand and then immediately gets to work because Voldemort's got the Elder Wand. We got to get shit done now. So, Harry, Ron, and Hermione talk to the goblin from Gringotts 
tell him, hey, we want to break into Gringotts because Bellatrix was real concerned about us getting into her vault. We think there's another Horcrux in there. And he's like, yeah, I'll help you, but I want that sword of Gryffindor because that was Goblin made, and I think I should have it. And they're like, "Mm, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's give him the sword. Okay, break. Then they talk to the wand maker, Ollivander, and ask about the wands because there's some weird shit going on between... Voldemort's and Harry's wands. What did they decide on that? I don't know, but lamps, are they frugal? (laughs) Lamps. I changed my alarm sound, I forgot. Yes, they are frugal. Okay. Definitively. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They were talking about the, the, the elder wand. Yeah, um, basically Ollivander's like, yeah, it exists. And also, your wand is more, you're more in command of it if you've won it, which makes sense now for, like, Harry and his wands, and that was more in the books. Okay, never mind. Point is, the main thing they glean from that is, yes, the Elder Wand probably exists. The last person to have it that rumored was this other wand maker than... Grindelwald, and basically, ugh, Jesus. Basically Jesus, I agree. <laughs> yeah, Voldemort's got the wand now. It is the most powerful wand there is, but a wand is uh, faithful to its owner and wands have feelings. hmm So, they set out to break into Gringotts, the wizard bank, which is almost impossible to do. But... After Hermione's kerfuffle with Bellatrix, she has a hair from her. So she disguises herself as Bellatrix. Ron disguises himself as one of the other Voldemort's henchmen. I think he just puts a beard on. Something, yeah. I don't know. Um... (laughs) Cat is thumping her tail angrily. (laughs) And... um... Harry goes under the invisibility cloak with the goblin from Gringotts, who I forgot the name of. They only manage to get in by Harry using one of the unforgivable curses to make one the one of the goblin bankers do their bidding. No, he just charms him. He just does a spell. Yeah, he does an imperious charm, which is unforgivable. Oh. It's one of the outlawed curses. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I knew that that was one of them, but I... It makes sense. Anyway, keep Yeah, going. it says Imperio. Anyway, so they break into the bank, but everyone's kind of aware that something's up. And so halfway down, for one, there's like a waterfall that ruins all their disguises. But they manage to get in to Bellatrix's vault, and everything in there is cursed to multiply when you touch it. So there's a big kerfuffle. I'm going to use that word a lot, apparently. And... They find a goblet that is, it's got to be another Horcrux. The goblin that agreed to get them in is like, all right, I got you in. Now I'm taking the sword. Goodbye. Good luck getting out of here. And he kind of double crosses them and is like, oh, they're in there. Go get them. And they're in a real bad spot. But then they break out by riding a dragon and freeing it and riding it out of the cat, uh, the bank. So they ride it on out of there with the goblet and jump off into a lake 
And they're like, hey, we did it. And then Harry has another vision, and Voldemort has realized that they've broken into the vault. He's fucking pissed, because now he knows, for one, they're definitely after the Horcruxes. For two, he's definitely found another one. Um, Voldemort's very upset. So they're like, oh shit, we gotta get to Hogwarts. Because now Harry's sure that the last Horcrux is indeed in Hogwarts. Right? Yeah, I don't remember why they had to go to Hogwarts, but... Hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So, they go to Hogsmeade outside of Hogwarts, and that immediately raises an alarm there because the Death Eaters are waiting for them. But somebody offers them refuge, and it turns out to be Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth. And he provides them refuge. Turns out, and I don't think we've mentioned this, but this whole time Harry's had this shard of glass, and he keeps looking at it, and thinks he's seeing Dumbledore, but it turns out it's always been Aberforth who's been watching out for them, and he's the one that sent Dobby. They explain that Dobby's dead. Aberforth's like, y'all are dumb, and my brother was just using you guys. But he's like, well, I'll help you anyway, because I'm a character in this place. So (laughs) he sends this lady in a portrait back, and she comes back with Neville Longbottom, and it turns out... His portrait hole, I guess, is the only entrance in and out of Hogwarts anymore because Hogwarts has been turned into this awful place that's been run by Snape and other Death Eaters. Neville and Luna and Ginny have built an underground... um, They've kept up Dumbledore's army, and they have a resistance going. So they reappear in the Room of Requirement. And there's a whole gang of people who are super stoked to see Harry. And they're like, how can we help? And Harry's like, we have to find something. And they're like, what? What do we have to find? And he's like, I don't know. Is there something that, like, maybe Voldemort might want to have? And Luna's like, oh, the Diadem of Ravenclaw. Of course. And they're like, yeah, sure. The Lost Diadem. The Lost Diadem. It's been lost, and no one in living memory has seen it. Long story short, everyone finds out that Harry Potter's there, including Snape, and they have a short face-off before McGonagall steps in, and Snape runs away, turns into a bat or something, I don't know, and flies out a window. And McGonagall's like, okay, um, we're gonna fight, and there's about to be a fight, and Voldemort, we hear his voice, everyone hears his voice, and he's like, I know Harry Potter's in there. Sacrifice him now and maybe y'all can live. And so all the Slytherins are like, let's just sacrifice Harry. And McGonagall's like, okay, Slytherin's out. Everyone else, let's fight. So they do. Harry starts to look for the diadem. He ends up talking to Ravenclaw's ghost, which is the daughter of Rowena Rowena Ravenclaw. Hi. All right, it's a nighttime episode and I'm tired. (laughs) And she gives him a riddle because that's the way of Ravenclaws. And he's like, oh, shit, it's in the room of requirement. So he goes to find it, and it's the room where he hid the book. It's like the room where students hide things, basically. He goes in there looking for it. I think he runs into Ron and Hermione at this point because, meanwhile, they've been looking for a way to destroy the goblet now that they don't have Gryffindor's sword. They go back into the uh, Chamber of Secrets where they take a fang from the basilisk and use it to destroy the goblet and then make out heartily. Now they meet Harry back up at the Room of Requirement 
and he's almost found the diadem. Diadem. He's actually found it. He's reaching for it, but Malfoy and his goonies show up, and Malfoy's like, I want my wand back, bitch. And Harry's like, I'm trying to do something important right now. And Malfoy's like, yeah, but I want my wand. And then his goonies are like, we've been spending all year in school learning how to torture people. Let's just torture him or something. So they start a fight, and that fight ends up with this awful fire that destroys everything. Ron and Hermione show up, too. Yeah. The way I told it, they came with him, but I think they showed up. Yeah. yeah. So they're running from the fire. Ron finds some brooms. They're going to fly out, but they end up saving Draco and one of the other two, Goyle or Crab, I forget which. The other one fell to his death in the fire. It's kind of sad. But they get everyone out of there. All of Hogwarts has prepared for a fight. Um, McGonagall brings all the statues to life. They've built a giant barrier around the school of magic. All the Order of the Phoenix has climbed in through the portrait hole and they're there now. All of the Death Eaters are on the outside ready to fight. Well, time's come for Harry to have been given up by now and he hasn't. So the fight ensues. They fight for a long time. Lots of people die. It's fucking messy. It's bad. So during all the fighting, um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are searching for a way to kill the last Horcrux, which they're now convinced is Nagini, the snake. How did they find that out? I think they just they already kind of know that, but he has a vision and he knows where he's at. He knows where Nagini's at in mm, Voldemort. In Voldemort. And Voldemort's like... All the Horcruxes have been destroyed. You have to be close to me now, Nagini. Uh So they sneak off to find Voldemort. And they do. And he's talking to Snape. And he's like, this wand isn't doing what it's supposed to. The Elder Wand. And Snape's like, well, it should be because it's your wand and it's loyal to you. And Voldemort's like, no, it's not because you killed Dumbledore. So I'm going to kill you. And so he sets Nagini on Snape to bite him to death, and then leaves him to bleed out. So after Voldemort leaves, Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to talk to Snape. So they talk to Snape, and Snape's like, you have your mother's eyes, and like has memory tears dripping down his face. And he's like, listen to my memories or whatever. So Harry gathers up his memories in a vial, and they head back to the castle. That's when Voldemort says, gather your dead. Yeah. Voldemort says, gather your dead, reconsider, give me Harry Potter, and I'll look upon you favorably. So everyone's gathering up the dead at Hogwarts. Lots of important people have died. Tonks and Lupin and one of the Weasley twins. Fred is the Weasley twin that is killed. Yeah, so Tonks, Lupin, Fred. um, Lots of people are dead at this point. Lots of people are very injured. Everyone's in a bad state. Ron and Hermione go to be with the mourners. Harry goes to the Pensieve to look into the memories where he finds that Snape has indeed been on his side, the side against Voldemort, because all his life, basically, he's been in love with Harry's mother. Thus, the Doe Patronus, which Snape took on the Doe Patronus because of his love for Harry's mother. Lily. Lily. And so it was actually Snape who led him to the sword of Gryffindor. 
Snape killed Dumbledore because he knew he was going to die already, and Dumbledore made him promise to kill him when the time was right, and everything's explained, and Snape's been helping. So, uh, the biggest thing is Dumbledore's like, hey, uh, at some point, Harry's gonna have to die because there's a piece of Voldemort inside him. And Snape's like, you've gotta be fucking kidding me, so this whole time I've been protecting him and doing what you said... And now he's going to have to die. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, but only when the time is right and he's already killed all the Horcruxes. And Snape's like, okay, so he's a pig for slaughter. And Dumbledore's like, well, eh. I mean, if you want to be negative about it. So now Harry knows that he has to die. So he goes to turn himself into Voldemort. He sneaks off into the Forbidden Forest where Voldemort said he'd be waiting to get Harry. How does he get the Resurrection Stone? It turns out that the Resurrection Stone is in the snitch that Dumbledore bestowed to Harry. And it's I open at the close, so mm. he says to it that he's, he's ready to die. Right. And so. And he is. So the snitch opens, he gets the Resurrection Stone, turns it in his hands. His parents, Lupin, Sirius, all these people that are near and dear to him appear. And they're like, we'll be with you and it'll be okay. So Harry goes to face his death. He faces off with Voldemort, doesn't try, lets Voldemort kill him. He awakes in King's Cross Station, where there's a really creepy fetus-like Voldemort dying under a bench. And then Dumbledore appears, and they have a really philosophical discussion. Harry goes back to his body. And Harry decides to go back to his body and stay living. But he pretends to be dead. Voldemort, meanwhile, has been knocked out and back. But he's awakening now, and he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Make sure Harry Potter's dead. So Draco's mother goes to check him, and she knows he's alive. But she asks him if Draco's alive, and Harry's like, yes. So she vouches for him that he's dead. Well, they've had Hagrid captive, so they have Hagrid carry Harry, who they think is dead, up to the school to show everyone that he's dead and that they should all just give up and join the Death Eaters. And Draco joins his parents with the Death Eaters. And then Neville steps forward and he's like, you're a coward and it doesn't matter if Harry's dead because we can all fight back anyway. And he didn't die for nothing. Pulls the sword out of the hat. Yeah, he gets the sword. Pulls the sword out of the hat. Does he kill Nagini? No. Not yet. Not yet. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler for the spoiler. He pulls the sword out of the hat and starts to fight. And then fighting breaks loose. And Harry Harry slips away. Some people are like, oh shit, Harry's alive. There's a bunch of battling and Ron and Hermione know they have to kill Nagini. She's the last Horcrux. So they're working on that. And then Nagini's about to kill them both. But then Neville saves the day and stabs Nagini with the, uh, decapitates her with the Gryffindor sword. So last Horcrux down. Thus, Harry and Voldemort face off. Oh, yeah, and at some point in this, um, oh, what's the Weasley's mom's name? Molly. Molly. Yeah, Mrs. Weasley uh, kills Bellatrix. So, revenge. Anyway, Harry and Voldemort face off. And Harry's like, what you don't know is that here's an explanation as for how I can win. And it's because something with the Elder Wand and... Okay. Because Draco disarmed Dumbledore before Dumbledore died, 
He is the true owner of the Elder Wand. But Harry won Draco's wand, so the Elder Wand's true allegiance is with Harry, not Snape or Voldemort. So when they go to face off and Voldemort tries to curse Harry, it actually backfires and kills Voldemort. Of course, when Harry semi-died, that was the piece of Voldemort and Harry that died, and now Voldemort is dead dead for realsies. And the Elder One belongs to Harry. But after the battle is done, Harry snaps it in two and throws mm. it off the bridge at, at Hogwarts. So yeah, he just snaps it and throws it off the bridge because no one should have a wand that powerful. Fiend. Well. Epilogue. Epilogue. <laughs> so now it's like 20 years later or something. Not that long later. No, it's like 30 years, 20, 30 years. It was a long time, like... A long time later. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I want to say it was like 12 years later or something. 16, maybe? I think it's 19 years. The epilogue is the final chapter of both Harry Potter. Yeah. It is set 19 years after Voldemort's defeat. Okay. So 19 years later <laughs> in the epilogue, um, Harry and Jenny are married. Ron and Hermione are married. They're sending their kids off to Hogwarts. The world is a better place because Voldemort's dead. Harry has a heart-to-heart -heart with his youngest son. He has a younger daughter who's not going off to Hogwarts yet. But he's named him after both Albus Dumbledore and Severus Snape. His son is worried about going into Slytherin house, and he's like, well, you know, one of the guys you were named after was in Slytherin, and he was the bravest man I know. Tears. And they go off to Hogwarts. The end. Finn. And you know what else is over? Varied ad breaks. Uh, because we didn't know that uh, we ha can't have different ads. It's got to be the same ad um, to make the ads on Anchor work, which is still very cool. Just uh, might change the last couple episodes, how the ads sound. But moving forward, we're going to have a more succinct ad break. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a work in progress. We're all learning here. All learning. It's a learning process. So, you know what else is a learning process? And Fiend. And Harry Potter. <laughs> the thrift shop. So, let's... The thrift store. Sorry. <laughs> let's, let's take a jaunt down to the thrift store. Off we go. Back at it again. Back at it again. So, Harry Potter... Let's just take a step back and not re-listen to our old episodes to try and remember what, <laughs> which one of these dang old wizarding movies we said were frugal or not. And just try to go um, as a whole. What do we think of this series? We'll just do a couple little bit on this last part, just back and forth and say whether or not. Is there anything that stood out to you on 7.2? Okay, major thing on part two is the destruction of Hogwarts. Yeah, really expensive. That was intense. Uh, they destroyed the Room of Requirement. Holy shit. They destroyed the castle, a bunch of statues in it, the bridge to the castle. Like, the whole place has been pretty fucked. Very much so, yes. I do want to say, real quick, this movie has my favorite scene of the whole series in it, which is not frugal or not not frugal. It's just funny. It's the funniest thing in the world. It's right as Voldemort is realizing that the diadem is being destroyed and Harry has destroyed the, the diadem. 
and it's all slow motion and silent and it cuts to Voldemort and he's he's getting like the repercussion the the waves of oh no one of my horcruxes has been destroyed and it's in slow motion and silent and it's a very serious moment and then he makes a noise and I feel like through the whole series we've been trying really hard to not acknowledge the fact that Voldemort doesn't have a nose, but mm-hmm. then he makes a nose, um, I'm sorry, a noise <laughs> that only somebody without a nose could make. And it, it's, I'll, I'll do my best to replicate that noise. It's, it sounds something along the lines of, <laughs> like, I can't, I you know, I can't do it justice, but that is the best, that, <laughs> like, he makes this noise, and it's just, I, if you do watch this movie, we'll let you know if you should or not afterwards, but... If you do, my goodness, watch for that noise, because it is probably one of my favorite scenes in any movie of all time. Yeah, it was a very serious moment, and then Brandon just laughed so hard. I laugh every time I watch it. It's so (laughs) funny, and I forget about it, so I wanted to capture it forever. Um, Yeah, I do think uh, there was lots of destruction in this one, probably more than any any of the movies, lots of lots of destruction. I would go ahead and just say seven point five or two or whatever. Not frugal. But they did kill Voldemort, and think of how much destruction and terror and how many lives they saved. Yeah, but long term investment wise, pretty frugal. But yeah, I mean, and his body was turned to ash, so they didn't have to worry about burying Voldemort. Um, so True frugal. That. But, no, I still think it's not frugal. Okay, so overall, not frugal. Yeah. Valid. I'd agree with that. Overall, part two, not frugal. I mean, you really can't... Most of it was about the battle at Hogwarts, and that was all very destructive and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not frugal. Yeah, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) I did that hook very poorly. It sounded more like a choke, but oh well. All right, now, the series as a whole, pro-frugal. I mean, the Weasleys. Very frugal. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the bad guys, the baddies, the Malfoys, not frugal. Okay, so Weasleys, frugal. Death Eaters and Voldemort, not frugal. Hogwarts, in general, I'd say, is frugal. We determined that. I will tell you something I learned recently. Like, just, there was some Harry Potter news that came out this week, actually, that may make it win Frugal just guaranteed. So J.K. Rowling released some news about the plumbing situation at Hogwarts through through the Pottermore, the ever-continuing information source for Harry Potter world facts. So it turns out that the use of modern plumbing at Hogwarts is a new thing. They didn't always have, like, toilets. And so I guess what they used to do was they would just do their business wherever and make it disappear. That's what she said. What? Yeah. But, okay, the plumbing has to be at least as old as the Chamber of Secrets, right? Yeah. Okay. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, that actually doesn't make any sense because wasn't the Chamber of Secrets built with the inception of the castle by Yeah, by, by Salazar Slytherin. He initially made the Chamber of Secrets. It's just that 50 years ago, Voldemort is the one that opened it. I would say that this is an instance where the internet lied to me, but it came from the Pottermore Twitter, and it was a news thing on, on online. That seems like a big oversight. Yeah, that does. It kind of just... 
I kind of think maybe they need to... That This is slightly off topic, but maybe don't continue the lore of a world past a certain point, because you're going to just... You're going to get yourself yeah. dug in some holes. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you, Fantastic Beasts. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another story. Was that a point for frugality? Well, it was, but I, I think the, the no, for one, it's not in the story, so it's not a point. It's not in the movie, so I can't really count it for that. And also, it kind of sounded like a bit of garbage. Yeah, I think that's garbage. It doesn't fit with the story. Hmm. Unless it's just the piping for the water coming in. But, like, why would they have piping for the water but not the plumbing, the sewage? I don't know. I don't know. It could work, but it'd be really twisted. Yeah. I feel like at that point, they would just have, like, an irrigation system for their crops that would, like, the water runoff would go there. Right. Not a sewer system, which they clearly had. Okay, so... In general, Wizarding World, I'd say, is fairly frugal. Right. Minus the Death Eaters. Right. I mean, they operate to get places. It's cheap. It's good for the environment. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know, maybe maybe every time they do it, they release a big thing of methane from wherever they are. They're just like, that's how they go. I mean, maybe. You ever, like, walk into a room and you're like, Who just apparated in here? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't. Did someone apparate? (laughs) Can't say that I've had that experience. I mean, I know, but. But then I don't know many wizards, so. It is a bummer. Seems to be fewer and fewer every year. Uh, The wizards all use house elves to get what they want done. No, we're not (laughs) not putting slavery in the frugal column. We've been here before, unfortunately, and I don't know how many times I have to ask you not to put slavery in the frugal column. It's concerning. Your reaction, though. Just thank you for stopping me before I could start, is all I can say. Nope, you started. You definitely, definitely started. <laughs> I choked myself. It's karma. Anyway, I think it kind of comes down to good wizards versus bad wizards. I mean, in that sense, then it's very frugal because the bad wizards were not frugal and they lost. Right. Good wizards won out with their frugal tendencies. Hogwarts won, they're frugal. I mean... I think it, that's what it comes down to, is the morality of frugality won in the end. You make a hard point to, to argue. I'm just trying to, trying to make sure there isn't anything we're overlooking here. I mean, there was the destruction of so many heirlooms and important objects, but then again, those are just objects, and none of them were being used for anything, which makes them useless, so their destruction is null. Minimalism. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess it's frugal. I don't know. You want to say it? You want to call it? You want to call it Boy Wizard, the Boy Wonder, the one who lived? I think we're going to call it frugal. I think that's how it's going to have to be. Nix that? I know it. Harry Potter, as a whole, frugal. You should watch it. All right.
just be careful. There's some there's some not frugal things about just saying. Just listen to all of our episodes on Harry Potter so you know what to watch out for as far as not frugal. There you go. And you'll be safe. There you go. And remember to apparate everywhere. Don't drive your car. Apparate everywhere, but just keep <laughs> some air freshener with you so you don't smell so bad. Exactly. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. This concludes our series of the Wizarding World. And it turns out it's a frugal world, the Wizarding one. So watch all the Harry Potters. And um, we'll be back at it again next week. Back at it again. Back at it again. How many damn Daniel references can I make in one episode? As many times as I say back at it again. Back at it again with the podcast. Oh, man. I love, you know, memes and Vine and stuff <laughs> from back then. From back then. Back in the day, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Sarah Anastasia for our artwork of us holding our cats, looking cute. <laughs> so cute. Thank you to the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds. It's great. Big it's fan. real catchy. Thank you to Anchor, where I said that. I don't have to talk about them anymore, but thank you, Anchor. And uh, thank you to our bargainer, who is... Quentin! Quentin. You know, Quentin's been the bargainer for, since May 30th. May 30th. Yeah. It's dated, so... Man, were we doing the podcast then? No. So we're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I already turned my iPhone off. Are you sure it's not like, what month was it? The seventh month? No, I think we did start in May. Yeah, but... So he must have reviewed it like third episode and then just been bargainer ever since. It's a lot. It's a long time running. Oh, yeah. I mean, our first episode came out May 22nd. Man, we've been doing this for a minute. We're coming up on our one year. Aww. Oh, we didn't even acknowledge that the last episode was episode 30. Big 3-0. Big 3-0. We are only 70 episodes, 70 weeks, less than a year away from 100 episodes. Or, I mean, a little over... (laughs) I was about to say. A little over a year, year and a half almost. And we'll be at a hundred episodes if, Aww, if neither of us die. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa now. Whoa now. Well, if I do die, deal with my body in the frugal way. Throw me through a archway. I, I, what? Sends my body into oh. nothingness, like serious. Like serious. Speaking of Vine, former Viner and current comedian on Twitter, uh, Sarah Shower posted, I don't remember what the joke was, but basically... If the state can't identify your body, they'll bury it for free. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Yep. That's what he thinks of. Wow, that was a messed up sentence. I'm tired. (laughs) It's almost midnight. All right, let's wrap this up and go to bed. (laughs) All right, well, I'm Brandon. I'm Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Rubber band out.